0: us in secret. Himself will reward us in the open. Please put your hands together for Jesus. Are you doing it very loud this evening? Uh, let's take our seats. Um, I want to share some very important things as it relates to long life. And perhaps as the Holy Ghost will help us. We'll pray afterwards and close for tonight. God had taught me by the Holy Ghost some things for many years about what it takes in the covenant for us to enjoy longevity. And we're in a season where uh, there's a huge crisis all over. Uh, people are having i mean, health issues, sudden death, calamities here and there and many people are scared and this is a new year and this is a new decade and I'm declaring that God that has helped us to see the beginning of this decade will help you and I to see the end of this decade. I can't hear your amen this evening. You will see the end. We will see the end of this decade well and well and well in the name of Jesus Christ. I'll be sharing seven laws that help to experience longevity or to avoid the cutting short of our lives. Seven laws. I was to write a book on it uh, last year, but the pandemic kind of disrupted that process. So I'm, I'm teaching right from that content. And I feel everyone should listen very well, very well. Uh, it, it should be part of your system so that you know how to apply it. The truth is, the things that kill people is not only sickness and disease. Some people die based on spiritual attacks. Some die based on, uh, on, on, on health issues. Some die based on foolishness. There are various ways that the devil comes with his ministry of stealing, killing, and destroying. So I've seen people... They always often tilt to one part. They take care of their health, you know, but they allow a loophole in another part that the enemy can take advantage of and still perpetrate is killing or stealing and destruction. But I pray that God will help us to close up every crack in the name of Jesus Christ. Once again, I want to welcome everybody joining online from any part of the world, Lagos City, uh, Abuja, Kano, uh, from the east, and from Africa, Kenya, Zimbabwe, Zambia, South Africa, or any part of Europe, or the Americas. You're welcome to this service. There's seven things I want to share. Now, the first thing about long life is you've got to believe it. It will shock you how many people of the faith, do not actually believe that they are destined by God to live long. Now, your thinking matters to your experience with God. So, this is how it happens when you don't believe it, you never experience it. When you don't believe it, you create a loophole, a vacuum. So when the enemy comes in a particular season to kill, to steal, and destroy, it's easier for such people to be taken. And and there's nothing God can do about it because if you don't believe it, you know, the Bible says, the enemy goes around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So when he comes, you know, this killing, stealing, and destroying, sometimes the intensity of it comes at various seasons. But when such time comes, the people that become victims are people that have created unnecessary vacuum. And one major vacuum is, you don't believe in long life. Tonight, I present to us the gospel of longevity that God has ordained for us to live our full length of life. And nothing strengthens your faith. Like what the Bible says, isn't it? Because faith comes from God's word. Psalms 19 verse 16. It's important these scriptures are engraved in your heart. They're engraved, maybe you your notes. Because the enemy will come with doubts. Many people base experiences, they base their work with God on the experience of other people, not on the word. Are you awake this evening? If you're awake, say Amen. Let's read Psalm 91 verse 16 together. One, two, go. With long life, I, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, if God can be blessing David in the old covenant, that I will satisfy him with long life, then why should you think that in the new covenant, he will satisfy you with short life? Or he will be planning for you not to live long. If that can happen to David, a man that, you know, is not bought by the blood of Jesus, just because of that covenant relationship, God says, "Ah, with long life, I will satisfy him. And I will show him my salvation. And we have a better covenant based on Better promises. Can I you put it this way? It says, when, when, when the Bible says a better covenant, that means the better includes the good. Right? If you say, Leke, you live in a room apartment. <laughs> let's, let's assume Leke lives in a room, one room apartment. And the Leke calls you and says, I have moved to a better apartment. What does that mean? At least it's more than one room, it could be more beautiful. More spacious, but at least what it has now, it can be less than one room at least. So, when the scripture says we have a better covenant based on better promises, it means it includes all the enjoyed in the old covenant with extras added. So, if you have this in the old covenant, then in the new covenant, it can be less. So if he's telling David, "Ah, we satisfy him and show him my salvation because he's a covenant person. And now me, I'm also a covenant person by the blood of Jesus. In fact, my covenant is better than that of David. That means I have this and extra. But the least you can have is what? This. But you can't even have this because it's a better covenant. If your grade was, how do you grade now? I don't know, um, in the new system. C, you have C, right? Okay, maybe you have a C in, a, in, a, in an exam, and oh, fine, you passed. And then you, you do something else the next season, and then you say, I have a better result. You know that better can be C. If assuming we have C6, C7, C8, maybe you now had a C8. But if you, have, if you say, ah, My result is now better, it can't be C8. It's either a C7 or C6 or B, whatever, right? So we have a better covenant. That's scripture. is not my note. Uh, it's in Hebrews. So we can grasp this thing. Because if we are not fortified in your soul and in your spirit, the enemy will always want to come and steal. He will first steal your faith before he can attack. We have a better covenant that's in Hebrews 8 or something. 8, 6. Lakei. Lakei is in the Bible. Glory to Jesus. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Oh, you know, you know, you know. We have Google. (laughs) Okay, so, but now he has obtained, that's Jesus, a more excellent ministry in as much as he's also mediator of a what? Which was established on what? That's why you find Jesus say things like a greater than Solomon is here. Because oh Solomon was great, but I have a better covenant. This is how you think. In fact, the covenant you have is better than of Elijah, Elisha, all of them in the old covenant up until John the Baptist. And then Proverbs 9 verse 10, I, I want to strengthen your faith in it. Proverbs 9 verse 10. And many of us, you know, we, we also need to be able to stand in the gap for uh, people that are close to us this season. Are you there? Proverbs 9 verse um, 10. Can, can we have it on the TV screen? It says, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of Wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is what? Understand. Verse 11. Verse 11. For, he's talking about wisdom. Or the fear of the Lord. He says, for by me, your days shall be what? And years of life will be? Now, if you look at this verse, it cancels the theology that somebody's appointed to die on a particular day. No. No. By wisdom, you multiply your days or you add years upon years by wisdom. But by foolishness, you do what? You subtract. Because you hear this verse, uh, Hebrews 9 verse 27. Hebrews 9 27 says, it is appointed unto man to die once. Appointed to die once is different from there's an appointed day for you to die. Grammar, it's just a simple grammar. Hebrews 9, 27, quickly guys. So that's, that, that verse in Proverbs is saying, people by, by walking in wisdom can multiply their days or by walking in foolishness can shorten their days. It says, as it is appointed for men to die, what? Uh, it didn't say there's an appointed day. No, yes, we die once physically. He didn't say it, is, a, it is, a, that is an appointed day for man to die. Because people have, the devil lies. If you look at the Garden of Eden, the way the enemy tricked them out of their garden. He didn't come and say you should disobey God. It didn't come and say, you say, did God say you should not eat it? And they began to twist it until Eve misunderstood it and she made a mistake. The same way the enemy come, comes with things like this. Ah, maybe my own, your own appointed day uh, is coming closer. You know, those kind of thinking. And it begins to, so if some people, devil can't even tell them, your appointed day is April 1st. He, he, he just begins to, and basically believes it. You know, your yeah. uncle died April 2nd. And then your aunt, you know what your mommy told you? She died on April 16th. There's something about April. 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 <laughs> Especially if you have been watching too much African magic. Believe in God's provision for long life. I can quote many other verses. Look at John 17. Ah, this is a long... Okay, let's, 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 let's read it. John 17 verse 9. We, we need to equip ourselves this season. All kinds of things are flying all around. And you need to guard your heart with the word. John 17 verse 9. I mean, this touched me because Jesus, before he left, was praying for us, the church. And I love the weddings. He says, I pray for them. I, I do not pray for the world. But for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Verse 10. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I'm glorified in them. Verse 11. Now, I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. That is, I'm going but they are still here, you know. But these are in the world, and I come to you, holy father. Keep somebody say, Keep uh-huh. keep through your name those whom you have given me that they may be one as we are. Verse 12. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, except the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled are you the son of perdition Eh? Uh, answer me are you the daughter of perdition at least from scripture i don't think there's more than one son of perdition because jesus Christ has been betrayed but even if there's more than one me i'm not the one because people make their choices in life even if bible says there are many sons of perdition i'm not on that list it isn't every one of us a source of perdition, but even from Scripture we know it's one person, and that's Judas, okay, that fell into that. Verse thirteen, verse thirteen. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world that they may have my. Oh, I love this that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Verse fourteen, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Verse fifteen, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Because some people think, oh, uh, people uh, as my appointed day to die, or this or that. Jesus said, I'm not saying they should, no matter what the evil one is doing, don't, I, I'm not saying you should take them from the world. In fact, keep them from that evil one. Now, this is Jesus' prayer for us. Keep them from that evil one. The evil one that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Keep them from him. This is just praying. This amongst many other scriptures help to build your faith and keep the devil at a a considerable distance out of your family, out of your life. And then the the, the second law is that which you believe you got to speak it a lot. In fact, Psalm 91, the very next verse says, uh, verse 2, verse 2 says, And I will say of the Lord, He is my... Is it my what? like ah, this is it my portion. I, who will say? Is it God that will say? I will say of the Lord, He is my and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Then Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, the reason I started with believing is because you always speak what you believe under the right temperature and pressure. Anybody can come to church and say, amen, amen. But if you don't really believe it, when some kind of crisis erupts, you will say, what do you believe? So the first law helps to load your heart with the right understanding, with the right belief system. So speaking is automatic. I will say of the Lord, is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Perhaps 1821. Death and life and the power of where? Are you here this evening? And thank God this is NYPG. We are we are starting the year. The 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 devil cannot kill you except you order him to. And you order him to by careless statements. Do you understand for me? It's not in his hand. He wants to, he wants to destroy, but he can't. So what he does is he goes through many tricks. To cause you to give him permission to do it, that's why the news, most of them is in the stirring, and it's not breaking news. And you know all those things is just to keep pinching you to believe the wrong thing so much that you will now say, ah, I don't know, life, This life is nothing. Ah, uh, anybody can die at any time. All those statements, he's giving him the legal right. To do it. It can't do it. It's in your power. And you know sometimes it amazes me why the Holy Ghost picked death first before life. But I understand because we live in a negative world. If I, what I'm preaching now, if you go and say to my family members, they will just ease and say, you don't know life. If you see what's happening in life, you won't be saying that. They to bully you into dying with them. And yet secretly they are praying for a long life. It's not ridiculous? Is it not ridiculous? Somebody says uh, God is teaching him with cancer and he's going to the Spirit to be treated. That's hypocrisy of of some theology. You are saying God is teaching you something with the cancer and you're going to the Spirit to be healed. If God is teaching you, what should you not do? You stay in class now. You stay in class, God is teaching you something about, ah, then you stay, let it, let it, let let the lesson enter. Don't go for treatment. See this prosperity preacher, when you give them money, will they collect it or not? Stand for what scripture says, oh, adamantly. Don't let anybody dilute your faith or destroy your life. Too much hypocrisy. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Now, what this is saying is this. It is not the day you speak death that you die. No, it's seed, time, and harvest. In fact, for some people, when there is a visitation of evil in the land, it's too late, because certain things they've been saying for the last ten years, the harvest is going to show up. Those who love it, we eat its fruits, and this covers. Not just physical living. He covers prosperity. He covers destiny. What are you saying about your destiny? What do you say about your children? What do you say about your, your life? There are seeds. I waiting harvest. harvest. Hagin was praying for a woman that was almost dying. He said he was praying and praying and he wasn't going. And He said he tried. He tried. And then the Holy Spirit said it can't work. That she had set some laws in motion for several years that you can't actually reverse it now. You know, yesterday um, uh, Copeland was talking about laws, spiritual laws. That this person had been thinking that, talking that, for years, you are not there in that sense. Now the thing had matured to a level where you can't just come and reverse it. It will take mercy, high level of mercy. The day you fail exam in school, is it the day you failed? When did you really fail? Eh? <laughs> when you stop preparing, when you stop attending classes, the, 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 <laughs> the day you pass an exam, it's not the day you passed. That's how this thing is. You passed all those times you are maybe doing extra study, getting to understand the thing, getting your other thing in shape. That was when you pass is different from celebration of success. The way the day the boxer knocks out somebody was not really the day he knocked out that person. He's been knocking some the person out on the road early in the morning, 4 a.m. Like a madman. Come and say, I, I shall live and not die. Eh? And share testimonies. With long life, he will satisfy me. And show me salvation. Today. Say it again. Today. I cry for mercy. Areas where I mistalked. Negative thoughts. Negative statements. About my health. About my future. I cancel them. By the blood of Jesus. But I say now. With long life. He satisfies me. Believe it, speak it. Another thing, this speaking, beyond the issue of sickness or disease, angels pick it up to perform. The Bible says, angels, they hearken to the voice of his word. Let me search for that verse. It's not in my notes. This, uh, angels, they hearken not to his word, but to what? The voice. So when you... Declare God's covenant, angels move. And that this dimension is important because sometimes somebody can be planning to assassinate somebody or planning to poison someone or any all those things when you have been saying what the covenant says, angels will not make it work. Either before you get there, somebody else will drink the poison, or the poison does not work in your system, or whichever way, angels they are they, they are very swift. Scripture says they excel in strength. Thank you. Psalms 103 verse 20. It says, bless the Lord, ye is angels, that what? Excel in strength. Victor, you remember when King Herod wanted to kill baby Jesus and they were planning, right? But you know, before they could carry out their plan, what happened? An angel spoke to Joseph to move Jesus out and he escaped the death. So when you see angels excel in strength, they are faster than Satan. They are always steps and steps ahead. So if people are planning things against you, whatever they are doing, if you have been declaring what God's word says, angels will have organized your safety one way or the other. Okay, he says, hearkening unto the voice of his word. So we voice his word. You will preserve my going out, And my what? My coming. Praise the Lord. Number three. I said seven laws, right? Number three is love work. First John chapter two, verse nine. I'm not saying these are all the things that make for longevity, but I feel. It will help us a lot. First John, chapter two, verse nine. Many fall victim of this. They even believe in long life. They even confess long life, but they enter into a dangerous territory with this. He who says he is in the light, and what he hates his brother is in where. Hmm. Verse 10. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for Verse 11. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness. Now that is a dangerous territory in the realm of the spirit. That darkness who lives in that place? That is his territory and he steals So if you stay in that territory for too long, it might first start with stealing. Maybe steal your joy. People that keep malice, people that work in unforgiveness, check it. They lose their jobs. They lose their joy. That's the stealing. If they don't work on it on time, something begins to die. If they don't move on time from that territory back, somebody can die. He's in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. So can you imagine a blind person crossing an, ex- crossing an expressway? He's blind. He can't see. He just like this. A car can hit him. He might be injured, but he can also die. So in the school of longevity, with the Holy Ghost have to help all of us. You need to learn to quickly forgive people. This melancholic way of holding people down in offense, in bitterness, in revengeful emotions is a dangerous territory. And I'm going to warn all our ladies especially. Ken Hagen said it. I'm sorry I'm quoting Ken Hagen. A lot. I didn't even read his book. I just just coming. Maybe it has been inside me anyway. That... That's why most ladies find it hard to receive healing and fruitfulness. That's why. Because ladies, because of their emotions, they're very emotional. Okay, so uh, somebody offends you, it could be your mother-in-law, it could be uh, a friend. And unconsciously, they allow those things to fester too much in their system. And after a while, he begins to hinder them from receiving eternal life or from eternal life flourishing in their system. Some men are like that also. So Ken Hagen says, he noticed a particular, two families in the church was pastoring. When a particular family, when they have a problem, and they come to him, and they pray, papa, papa, they get the breakthroughs. But under family, they will pray, they will bind. And after several years, when they checked them, they noticed something. That this family that gets healed, that gets delivered fast, they are quick to repent. Are you hearing me, Shola? That is, when you correct them, and you say this is wrong, ah, they are quick to receive it and change. They are quick to repent. They are quick to forgive. This other family, everybody knew in the church, of course. They don't repent easily. They'll keep explaining. They'll keep stubbornly giving excuses. Then they are not quick to forgive. One of them was even holding somebody down in his heart for like 20 something years. And now that thing has matured into a terminal sickness. In fact, it's because of things like this that the devil moves people to hurt you. Close people. He's going for something. I don't know if you understand me. It's, you know, the devil is, if you are him too, this guy is in the light. I want to kill and steal and destroy. But, uh, you, know, you know, when darkness enters light, what happens? Hello? What happens to the darkness? It, does it take any second? When darkness enters light, it doesn't, so he tries it, he can't walk. So the question is, what can I do to make this person come here? I can't drag him. What can I do to make him walk himself into my territory? Okay. Let me make his husband hurt him, hurt her. Let me make her best friend do something. I know what she doesn't like. I will make this friend do that particular thing three times in three weeks. That is attack. But it never appears like attack. What we call attack. You have a dream. When three war geckos are following you in the dream. That's not attack. What's that? More? In fact, when you notice somebody offending you literally. literally. Oh, Jesus. Victor, what does that mean? Hey. Repeatedly, you sit down and smile. This is beyond this person. He's been on lease. She's on lease. It's just a lease. It's a lease period. It's not their fault. Because you too, sometimes you've been on list. You didn't even know. You didn't even know. Just start annoying your boss, annoying him. Ah, this guy, did the devil send him to me this week? You didn't even know. You just thought you have been prim and proper. But you have been rude and stubborn and rebellious. But you didn't know. And at times, yeah, we get offended, we get hurt, and you get to that territory. But quick to forgive means pa-pa-pa. Ah, Satan, you're not know, win. Pastor Debbie made a statement. So when people hurt him to that level, he just looked at him and said, look, look at this stupid fellow. Go away. He, 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 it's not you. He knows what is trying to do. So we too must behave smarter. That's why even as a believer, you need to be skillful in knowing how to resolve conflict. All this, I have forgiven him, but you know he's still there. Hmm, does not help you. Can you talk about it? If you know you are truly releasing the person, release it. If you cannot release, have a discussion with the person. You must be skillful in that. You need it. In marriage, you need it. You need it. Do you know how many children are bitter about their parents? And they have justifiable reasons for the bitterness. But now in their own marriage and their own life, things are tearing apart because of that bitterness. Did you know? Unforgiveness. Bitterness. Especially if you are the one, the kind that um, you have a melancholy, you very, you think, you know, your friend. Some people, they are in malice with people that don't know they're in malice with them. They just see something and put it together and then in their mind, they concoct it. And then they begin, you know, some And it's in their heart is you are the one destroying yourself. And the earlier you leave this territory, the better for your future. That thing they call darkness you to imagine everywhere is dark. Number one, you can't make progress because you won't know the road. You will live in a confused life, directionless life. Because if it's in darkness, you can go forward a bit and then go back a bit. You won't even know the same spot. But where there is proper headlamp, and you making progress, you can see the front light. Not to talk of the fact that as you are doing like this in the darkness, the wickedness, they call him Diabolos Satanus, has the bumbo in his hand. What's bumbo? <laughs> the aquila. You can't even, you smile. I've seen that in movies, isn't it? Um, bam. Learn to forgive. As I speak to you now, forgive. Oh. Leave that person in. Let him go. Set them free. And if you need to have a conversation with someone before Sunday, please be mature enough to have a, not a conversation of offense. Some people do conversation to, to, to multiply the problem. I need to talk to you now. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you for these four reasons. I I just want to, I just feel I should tell you. Is that conversation? Or establishing hatred? Matthew 18, 34, 35. Learn to make proper excuses for people. Learn to let go of things. Learn to have a conversation about matters. Sometimes some people you think are hurting you, you are the one misunderstanding it. It's when you have a conversation that you realize the situation. I've shared the story of two people that went to Holy Ghost baptism before in a church. True story. Whilst we were praying for them to receive the Holy Spirit, one of them was just, you know, Holy Ghost fire. He was just rolling on the floor and began to pray in tongues. He was just, you know, manifesting you know, and praying in tongues. The other guy, gentle way, was praying in tongues. They left. After some few weeks, they both stopped praying in tongues. They now asked, them, what happened? The other guy said, when I, get ho- when I got home, after some days, I had in my heart that what I received was not the Holy Spirit. That the way I was manifesting is not the Holy Spirit. It's too, you know, that the other person that was peaceful, you no, know, the, the Holy Spirit comes as a dove. That the other guy received. So he started doubting and stopped. The other guy said, Something told me that the Holy Ghost comes as a cloven tongue of what? Fire. That your own, it's not the way you are doing it, it's not the real thing. He started doubting and stopped. So sometimes people do things and the devil misinterprets it to your mind now that lady doesn't like your family, that guy doesn't like you, and it's not like that at all. So sometimes he's having a healthy conversation that that exposes the darkness. Light. Okay, look at this. And his master was angry and delivered him to the what? Torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. Torturers. Torturers. Not everyone survives torture. Look at the next verse. So, my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother's trespasses. That's 34. So, when people don't forgive, they are exposed to the torturers. KJV says tormentors. That torment, most of the time, is sickness and disease. Torment actually means pains. Yes? So anything that you notice as tormenting pain, either in a sickness or disease, or persistent crisis causing you pain, go and check your heart. It's either you and the torturers having fellowship. It's, it's you know you have been tortured. You can't sleep in the night. My brother, my leg. Oh, three nights now. Oh, after the leg goes. Oh, my ear. Yeah. Or you move from one emotional crisis to the other. After you and your mother-in-law had a fight for three months. That your mind was not okay. As that one is ending. You and your husband started. Or your wife. Just pain. Pain. You are being tortured. You are being tormented. Go and check your heart. There's something. There are many things you might need to clear And truly. And it takes humility. Because pride destroys. All these excuses you are making. Oh pastor. If you know what my mother did. If you know what my mother did you would have killed her. but pastor, I've never killed her. <laughs> if she had aborted you, you wouldn't be saying, if you know what my mother did. And if you like, be saying in your heart, to have aborted me is better, then you are saying for you to be dead is better. That's, that's the meaning. But if you, if, if you do some rewinding, many of the things that our parents do is based on their level of knowledge. Ignorance will make people make horrible mistakes. Try and, and shame the devil. I'm not saying you, you don't understand things and deal with things, but that's the way you, you, you know you've settled it and you are free. I pray that anyone under the sound of my voice that has been tortured or been tormented, the mercy of God will give you a new beginning in the name of Jesus Christ. Number four, the giving covenant. That is why I teach a lot about the giving covenant. That was where God actually started with me. He said, the blessings that come from the giving covenant is beyond financial prosperity. For instance, Malachi 3 verse 10 says, "Um, when you tithe, verse 10, I will rebuke the what? (laughs) That thing, (laughs) the When it's operating expressly in a place, a life can go for it. Have you devoured food before, Victor? There's a difference between eating food and devouring food, right? You, you agree, I swear the men in the house. When you are devouring something, you don't take it. it is, you, you boo. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. What, how do you say it in your language, Victor? You, it's like excavator. Devour if that thing happens to a person or a family repeatedly, what is left will be nothing. Do you know, sir, that sickness divorce money? You can my pastor was sharing a story with me, one man in their church. A rich man, he said he built eight houses. He had a health challenge. He sold seven. Seven! (laughs) Selling them one by one to pay for medical bills. That is bulled. That's devouring it. And then he now came for a communion He was angry oh, that the man came to share testimony with my pastor. He was angry because he now came for a communion service. He now heard the word. He now took the communion and God healed. he said, ah. As, like that. Eight houses have gone. He's pending. That the one left service because he's the one inside it. So my pastor said, be grateful. If you didn't even come for the communion service, <laughs> maybe village, you will learn. Be grateful. Be quick to forgive. Be quick to give. When I'm tithing, Lord, I worship you with my tithe. The devourer is rebuked for my sake. I pray that problems will not devour your money, will not devour your energy, in the name of Jesus. Problems. Problems. Can devour a family's joy. Oh my God. All these covenant principles are actually designed for our own empowerment. People now come with all kinds of arguments. It's not to bless God. They they, they are covenant tools to dominate on the earth. They are laws of the spirit. I earn 10,000 before I do another. Lord, 1,000. I worship you. Oh, I worship you. I'm earning because you give me the breath of life. I worship it with my tithe and then you transfer or you give it and the Lord I thank you because the devourer is rebuilt for my sake. Not only that, I am a delightsome land. Look at the difference. Somebody else has been devoured, somebody else has been decorated. A delightsome land. So you're not tithing to please me. You are tithing as a covenant child and as a smart covenant person. Not that um, if you do it, I will not know. Though I might get to know if the devourer is doing a lot around you. How about this? It might not be it, but could it be it? No, that's the truth. In science, you check the variables, isn't it? Okay, why is this still happening? You say this happened in January, this will happen in February, Happened in October. Are you sure? Are you sure you're not owing God money? Did you make any vow three years ago you didn't pay the vow and money came to your hands? You bought a car, you bought a flash screen, and the devoter guarded your child's hand with his, with his device toy and broke the smart TV. I want you bought for 89,000 goals in one night and you look at the child, you cannot kill the child. Glory to God. Another way in the given covenant, is blessing the less privileged. Psalms 41. Hallelujah. This, this, this is how we use the covenant to experience dominion on the earth. I love the way uh, uh, Copeland mentioned it yesterday about laws, spiritual laws. And nothing can handle God's word on the earth. So when you apply God's word, all other laws must bow. The law of sin and death must bow. He says, blessed is he. Who considers the poor. (laughs) He has not even said give. That what? Ah! And you saw Sodom and Gomorrah people. That we read some days ago. They don't care about the poor. Blessed is he that loves other people to thrive. That wants other people to, to live well. Especially those with challenges. Genuine challenges. Not lazy people. He said, "The Lord will deliver him in time of COVID nineteen, not just health wise, economy wise. These are trouble, troublesome times. We don't know when it will end, but I can give my way out of that terrain. Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble." Verse two. The Lord, can you see the Lord? The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. <laughs> Are you seeing it? Share me. That's why we do Club 58 in our church monthly. I'm going to tell everybody before the end of this month, you should be doing Club 58 weekly this season. Have a plan. Because what is on ground globally now requires the Lord. <laughs> Your government can't do anything and you know that. You will not die because of lack of oxygen. Hmm. He said the Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. He will now be blessed on the earth. Hey, Victor, are you seeing it or are you sleeping? He says you will not deliver him unto the will of his enemies. So this deliverance is beyond um, spiritual deliverance. Even when enemies gang up, they will never prevail. Verse 3, the Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. He will, you will sustain him on his sick bed. That is, the sickness will not kill him. Can we have this in ERV? Can we read this together? Are you there? One, two, go. When you are out to help the less privileged, God becomes your personal physician and doctor. Like they say, it, doctor. When they are sick in bed. So even when the person falls sick, they will experience what? Recovery. So when we are doing Club 58 every, mo- every month, when I'm praying, or when I notice a crisis around me, And I'm praying, sometimes the Holy Ghost will lead you, can you do something for a widow? Or do something for a particular person in need? Especially when the Holy Ghost nudges that person in your mind. And as you do that, you do it to bless the person, you now confess these words over the matter. Can we have any other version again? Excuse me. Facility guys, help reduce the ACs, please. We'll soon get what I want to. Please. <laughs> if you're online, if the AC is too much in your room, please reduce it. <laughs> Glory to God. Amplified classic. The Lord will sustain, refresh, and strengthen him on his bed of la- languishing in pain. you know. All, all, his, all his bed. You, O oh Lord, return change, and transform in his healness. One of those versions, I think NIV says, NIV says, he will not draw you back to health. Oh, okay, he says, the Lord sustains them on their sickbed and restores them from their bed of illness. This law is higher than any medical law. Medicine is fine. The tablets, the injections, but this one, be operating it regularly. So that uh, even when you fail or fall, you rather experience restoration than the escalation of things. Glory to Jesus. And then Ephesians 6. Are you understanding me? Baz please. Don't say, I don't know how to, you know how to do it. You, we call it Club 58 in our own church. Giving to the poor. Make it part of your giving. Monthly whether we announce it or not. And that is not your tithe. Jesus is not the poor. No, no, no. I had money. Uh, the, uh, the poor, should I give my tithe to you? Why are you always thinking like that, Seth? Eh? The, this is my school fees. But a guy in my class has a problem. So, pastor, should I give my school fees to that guy? Will God just help me in the school? They will remove you from school. <laughs> no nonsense. That's how it is. People do all those kind of uh, you know morality that is stupid. You carry your school fees because I say you should help the poor. You now give your classmates. They say school fees deadline. You now don't have any money for school fees. You now say because I help the poor, God will do something great. Yeah. Or you are supposed to pay for your power, power PHCN. We call it PHCN in Nigeria, and the widow has a problem on your street. You now carry your own PHCN money and give it, which is okay. It's okay, but they will, your own. You don't confuse tithing and blessing the poor. You pay your school fees. That keeps you in the school first before you have schoolmates. <laughs> eh? It's when you are in school, they are not part of, on those states, as you know, you know the students association they were paying levy. When they, when, they, when they rusticate you, all those other things have disappeared. So people don't understand this. Thing. Your tithe, we worship God with our tithe. It's not the poor. And if you are in the church too, don't see yourself as the poor. Because some people are preaching this thing. They say, God has brought me to the right church. (laughs) This church that they're even preaching to the poor. Thank God I even came here. They will help me. You're not the poor. Can you say that with me three times? (laughs) (laughs) Say, I am blessed to be a blessing. Because Nigerians, now come after the service. I just love what Pastor was preaching today, especially the four and a half point. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that, that's a way they help people that have problems in this church I like this church I'm not saying we don't help, we help people a lot we do just like to encourage young people to be thinking needy no we don't it's a bad mentality because even with giving to the poor it doesn't mean that all our needs have been met you so, will give to the poor so God prospers us more so it's a mindset don't go and position yourself now I was even the one pastor I was talking to the only difference I didn't mention my name <laughs> glory to God Ephesians six, verse two to three. The time is gone, but this we need to enter this very well. Verse two, please. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment. We promise. Verse three, that it may be what, well. <laughs> and you may what? Chicken. That is why God, you know, that's why Satan tries to cause problems between children and their parents. He wants to kill the child. He looks for all the ways to kill the person. There's no chance. Okay, can I create problems that will make the person break this thing again and again? It's it's just tactics. So I won't be surprised that if you are listening to me, you've had a lot of crises with your mother or dad over the years. The devil likes to put father and son against each other. He, he likes it. Honor your parents. How do you honor them? Esteem them as precious. Respect them. Then bless them. And then they bless you back. The first text my dad received this year was his monthly allowance for January. The first. First text. It was his monthly allowance. Allowance for January. Increased allowance. So, he said, this is the first thing I've seen today. You will see such and such this year, too. That is how we do things. And that is not my tithe. It's not my God. I started preserving that money since the last week of December, amongst other needs in the house. The way we do it in our family... My two parents are alive, Pastor most parents, and they are old. And we, we, give, we give them money monthly for the past years since we got married. And we try to do it separately at times so that daddy will not be cheating mommy and all those kind of things because we're not there. <laughs> it's really mommy. Take care of your mommy. When, when mommy is asking daddy for money, daddy will say that our parents, used to, they have be used to saying there is what? No money. So you, 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 you shock mommy very well. So in case said there's no money, mommy will have money. <laughs> These figures are planned every year. Not that uh, I just thought, ah, I should send them money. May you not receive blessing quarterly in Jesus' name. May your blessing not be once in a year in Jesus' name. Our two parents are on salary. Apart from the lump sum we do annually for special stuff for them, we bought a car for my parents some two years ago. We bought another car for uh, my other parents, uh, one car just this last year, this time last year. When it was on his birthday, my father in law's birthday, we presented the car to him. He He shook and cried. When people get to that level, the things that come out. And the devil can't do anything. My own dad keeps saying this. You have made me happy. You have made me happy. When you grow old too, your children will do things that will make you happy. That's why you don't die. Because you have to live to see what they will do to you too. Do you understand me? And uh, Sienna will not make me happy in my time. Well, Sienna, old mother. <laughs> what will make me happy in my time? Please say it. What is he giving? Eh? He's giant. Yeah. <laughs> He's giant. <laughs> Their husbands will be billionaires. They too will be billionaires. And then they will say that it's going to be 73 or something. No, 73 is too far. That is going to be <laughs> 65. Um, can you give me, can you get 40 million? Can you get, let's, let's contribute. And then, okay, I'll do 50. I'll do 40. Oh, we have 120 million. Okay, let's buy that day, Jen. will uh, <laughs> <Shebubi> is laughing. <laughs> that is what I think about. And they will present it. And I will smile. And I will say, my own dad said, What will make me happy? That you have made me happy. If Christ starries, what will make you do happy? Your children. They'll now smile. I say, Yes, your children will buy a spaceship for you. <laughs> I will take it to <laughs> the Glory to God. So in January. Um, I do. We do things for our two parents and our two spiritual parents. Uh, we have two major spiritual parents. I won't lie to you, Bishop David Oyedepo and Dr. Sam They they are two people that we are very close to by divine arrangement. So we do things for them, and sometimes those things are even more than what we do for our parents because the investment in our life spiritually, parents didn't give me. So we, we did for one of our parents. Some days ago, huge amount. I won't tell you the amount. Huge, huge. And then he pronounced prophetic blessings. I pray you will not be stupid. I pray you will not be careless with this work. What we do in the covenant is to open all those tabs. Because sometimes we make mistakes, you understand? So that the light can shine more than the darkness. Next one, beware of rottenness. This one is very strange. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. We bless our pastors oh, monthly, oh, at least one, one of them, the, the, my principal pastor. Monthly, not that uh, monthly, not not January not alone, no january can be a bit more like a special monthly. And God keeps increasing us. Believe in the Lord your God. You'll be established. Believe also his prophets. You'll be established. We give them things. They didn't ask for it. We honor them. He that gives to a prophet will never lack. Because what they pronounce on you happens for you. And I've been doing that since university days. Chris, 3,000 naira from my income as a student 3000 to someone like bishop oyedepo 3000 the one day became 20000 when i graduated from school many years ago so that uh, is not this time so so when people see things exploding around us you should tell them i'm not a thief it's harvest because the 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 overwhelming harvest of those some of those things are coming close but people who start persecuting, look at them. I don't know what they are using. That is what we are using. 3,000. 3,000 as a part 3 student. Sir, I, I love you, sir. Ah, okay, God bless you. And then you gave 5,000. And then 20,000. That's not my tithe. That's not my seat to the poor. And now it has gone into hundreds of thousands and millions. I'm telling you something. I may not say this on a Sunday morning. I can say it on a Thursday evening. Millions. Joyfully, you write it. Ah, I pray that seed will grow in your hands. You know, when seeds grow in your hands, fruits grow in your hands too. Let's go on. Beware of rottenness. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and such sexual immorality as is not even named among the Gentiles that a man has his father's wife. Now, Paul was dealing with the case here, uh, Austin. They were, they were immoral. But one particular guy was even sleeping with his father's wife. Verse 2. two, two. And you are puffed up, and I've not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. Verse 3. Three, for indeed, as absent in body, but present in spirit, have already judged, as though I was our present, him who has done this thing. Verse four, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse five, deliver such a one to Satan to, for the destruction of the flesh, that's death, that's sickness, That his spirit may be saved. This is one reason why some Christians die. Rottenness. Some kind of sin and they stay in it. Can we have this verse in another version? So that's why you don't enjoy living in sin. It can lead to death. Premature death. Is that deliver such a one? I mean, that they are even deliver the Satan. Is it is it okay? Is it, is it is it safe? For the destruction of the flesh, that destruction of the flesh is one reason why some people die. In hope that his spirit may be rescued and restored at judgment day, so he can be he can still make heaven, but let him die on time. So I, I try to define. I said le, beware of rottenness. It starts with little. Temptation with pornography. And then you keep going and then you start sleeping around or doing some things until you are in a sodomic state. It's dangerous. You can open the door for satanic destruction. It's time to let go. And it could be rottenness in stealing, lying. And then you go deeper in those things as a Christian, you are opening the door to satan. So, we are talking about quick to forgive and quick to repent. You understand? You make a mistake, get out of it because you love the Lord, because you fear the Lord. Stop trying to please people on social media. Beware, when when this thing happens, nobody helps. Beware, because a lot of us are living for the gram. Let them know I can do it. Me too, I'm, 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 I'm there. Be careful. That is vanity. Release this man over to Satan for the destruction of his rebellious flesh, in hope that the spirit may be rescued. Acts chapter five, verse one to eleven. It was what happened to Ananias and Sapphira too. That's the whole rottenness. You now come and lie practically to Peter. Lie, lie straight. straight. Verse one, Acts five. So that rottenness covers many grounds: immorality, sodomy, uh, any kind of you know sin that you now begin to. Drive yourself into it. And the challenge is, when some people are in those things, people don't know. They only know when they die. The be says it's a good person. That, that lady, oh, eh, do you know what she was doing? Do you know? He's a good person. Who, who defines who is good? Shala, Who? Uh, who defines who is good? Chris, who? The guy is a dickhead. He's been a for 37 and a half years. I saw so what? And then they are doing better. There. And four ladies come out and say, hey, "These just two children that are in. And five children. The king. <laughs> I'm not saying that people that died, that they are bad people in that sense. That's about touching different areas. But never think somebody is good. You are not the one to define. Never. Never. Some people you think bad are so great. And some people you think very good, they are very bad. They hide many things underneath the skin. What they do between twelve midnight and two AM will shock you. What they devour, the media that nobody's watching will shock you. Somehow uh, can be sitting beside you and be completely backslidden and you won't know. Just sit down there. Amen. Who, who can speak Christianese? Who can say it is where? Who can say where, don't sir, where don't ma? Work out your salvation. With what? Fear and trembling. The guy that's sleeping with his, mother's, father, his father's wife, would that father's wife be the first girlfriend? He would have started with, uh, ladies in the village now, you know those things, until he graduated to the wrong place. Sin is a bottomless pit. The earlier you rescue yourself, the better. You steal 1,000 today. If you don't work on it, one day you'll steal 1 million. If you don't work on it, you will steal the office document. And turn the company to your own. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold the possession. Verse 2. And he kept back part of the proceeds. His wife also being aware of it. So sometimes a couple can be in rottenness. Sometimes two friends can be in rottenness. These are scriptural facts. Okay? And brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? And like Copeland said yesterday, uh, uh, Pearson said, Pearson, Peter was under the unction that time. Power was flowing and they just entered the wrong time. But Peter said, okay, verse 4: verse, verse, verse while it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Verse 5. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who had these things. Verse 6. And the young man, men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out and buried him. Verse 7. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Verse 8. And Peter answered her. Now if she wasn't conniving with him, she would have rescued herself here. Yeah. That, sir, I've warned my husband that he should not do this. That was not the amount, sir. I love my husband, as you know. That was one rescue big girl now. Go and check Old Testament. When the husband, Nabal, was behaving foolishly and approaching death, she just wanted to meet David. My husband, a fool when they did the naming ceremony, they mistakenly put fool in his name. I'm sorry, sir. He, he doesn't know what he's doing. I know you are going to be the next king. A big girl went on to marry David. This one ended up dying with her husband. You will not die with a fool. These are deep things. Okay? And Peter answered, that, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. Some people call us. Like, we'll tell pastor this. If pastor calls you and asks you, uh, okay, okay. Uh, he is Ashenin What does that mean, brother? Shirai. You, don't you are lying to people. You are, you, are, you are lying to yourself. You are destroying your own life. <laughs> he said, Tell me whether you saw the love for so much. She said, Oh, yes, yes, for so much, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God bless you, sir. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together? To test the spirit of the Lord. Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door. And they will carry you two out. Verse 10. Then immediately she fell down at his feet, breathed her last. And the young man came in and found her dead. And carried her out, buried her by her husband. Verse 11. So great fear came upon all the church and all who had these things. Now, Now, this is at the end of it, death. But sometimes people don't experience death. They can experience financial death. They can experience any kind of death when you stay in things like this. Oh, my time is gone. I might need to continue another time. But number six, spiritual warfare. Learn to fight. Learn to fight. First Peter chapter 2, verse 8. Learn to fight. When the devil comes with some of those attacks in your health or anything, fight. Fight. You take anything you need to uh, work on, you understand? Work on them, but Fight. Fight. Cast out the devil. I, I traveled one time. I think it was to worry. I, as, as we landed, I carried my bag. It was to preach and worry. As I got to the hotel room, the, I don't, the, the devil, I, I, you could tell somebody entered enter the room. Said, you will not return. Ah. And then I saw this fear coming on me that the, the flight back, I just left the luggage. I, said, I have to deal with this thought. This is too much. I said, Holy Spirit, help me. And ah, thank God for the Holy Spirit. He said, he will preserve your going out so he said, This blessing is not one way. I said, Ah, thank you, Holy I said, In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm a covenant child. He will preserve my going to worry from Lagos and my going from worry to Lagos. So, Satan, I cast down that thought. My return trip is safe. In the name of Jesus. Now, the thought can come to you a thousand times. You reply a thousand times. Then, as you are settling, you not be sure that scriptures to us again. With long life, he will satisfy me. Lord, I'm privileged to even honor my parents. It's a privilege for me, so I cannot die. You know, you just start. He comes with one bullet. You come with shakabula. You come with shakabula. You come with with uh, mortar. You come with, you come with a nuclear bomb. <laughs> That's what they call Warfare. Is this the verse? I don't think so. Verse 8, is that correct? Is second, maybe second Peter, I don't know. That's scripture that says, who resisted fast in the faith? It says, be sober, be, be, sober, be vigilant, you're adverse to the devil. Learn to fight the good fight. That's why it must be the blood warfare. When I see the blood, I will pass. Plead the blood. Use the blood. Take communion. Fight. You have a dream in the night and something was happening to you. when you wake up in the morning, Lord, I decree that this dream will never materialize. You are a dream, you remain a dream. And you fight it, pray in tongues. If you feel, led to fast, fast and pray. But learn to fight. Be sober. Okay, it's five, eight. Thank you very much. Be sober, be vigilant, because, because your adversary devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may what? Verse 9, resist him steadfast. His stubbornness versus stubbornness. Steadfast in the faith, knowing that you're not the only one that will go through that challenge. Finally, wisdom. Wisdom. <laughs> you know, the, the devil came to Jesus Christ and said, He took him to the top of the mountain. What did he tell him to do? Obi? He says, What? He should jump down deliberately. Why he shall give his angels? Jesus said, Thou shalt not tempt. So, some of the things we do naturally is tempting the Lord. And many have died because of that. Many, many driving a car. You are going to Oshobo. God just blessed you with a new vehicle. Now go to 235. And the Holy Spirit said, Take it easy. He said, No, he shall give his angels. And unfortunately, the angel said, "When I was leaving heaven, they didn't say it would be going this fast. You now dropped. <laughs> you won't kill me with yourself. <laughs> That's a joke, anyway. Your eating habits. Many have killed themselves with their mouth. Eating nonsense. People are not just eating anyhow, and the cumulative effect of that can damage an organ." That can affect your long life. Be responsible as much as you can. Your lifestyle. Some overeat, Some undighed, Oh, Sure you know. The summary is take care of your body. Don't behave like your spirit yet. Full spirit. You don't eat. You don't eat at all. You don't eat at all. You don't come to sing. You. I was preaching in Jalingo. I was preaching in Jalingo, and the protocol guys of that church were standing. Very great church. I was, I, was, I was preaching. One of the protocol guys just fair, not under the power. Dizziness. Please, let's let's be responsible. May you not faint at the bus stop because you are fasting in your church. You are fasting in church. You know you are fasting. Weather is hot. You now wear suit. 150% cutting. Everything is hot. Under sun. You've not your hair. You will now I say, Well, I don't know what happened to me. It's foolishness that happened. People do a lot of careless things. You want to sleep? You put the fan on you. Don't rotate. It's me and you. You face you for hours. It's dangerous. It's not good for you. Victor, have you ever, ever thought that? Why did the angel tell Jesus Christ, sorry, Jesus Joseph, carry this son out? It's not a lot of love. Why did he say, don't worry, Joseph. You have the son of God with you. When the soldiers come, the son will stand like Thanos. Is it Thanos they call him? And the baby will just stand up and all the soldiers will just disappear. There are times to run by the leading of the spirit. It is the monkey that tries to see the hunter very well, that collects bullets in his eyes. You want to enter bu- at the bus stop, you want to enter a, a, a car. Don't be careless, receiving call at that time. Look! Look in the bus! You see three men at the back. They are is not smiling. They are is not smiling. You see the driver, you now enter again and just sat down like a fool. You go. They said enter. I said, go. I'm I mean. running. Go. What is that? And some of you, you walk in places, you wake up by 5.30 a.m. I'll be walking in a dark place. I say, lady, 5.30 a.m. Only you. Where well, I used to live in Bagada, I wake up in one, i be praying. Dark street. You see a lady, 5.00 a.m. Because of walk. I must, you just say, hey. Every time. Because it says it's not the best. They can kidnap that person. They can kill that person. And those of you jogging in the street without security, they know themselves in this place. It's not every neighborhood that is good for jogging. We're not. You're not in Canada or any. Um, <laughs> you know, not carry iPhone, Samsung, everything. You're jogging. The there's no security. No security like nothing. Not the fear. If they kidnap you, the angel will slap you before they deliver you. <laughs> Rise up on your feet. Amen. There has to be lifestyle changes and adjustment. Your car is not a spirit, even if it's a new one. Spirit razor, Spirit razor. Your eating habits, your driving habits. Manage your body well. Exercise. Get counsel from right and qualified sources. Beware of careless living. Now, some people are saying, that's not COVID-19 in Nigeria. You do not catch you in Jesus' name. Very careless statement. Very careless. Who thought that's not COVID-19? They're just just stealing money. Whether there's COVID or Ebola, they steal in your country. It is stealing. Does not mean there's no COVID. Wearing mask does it remove your salvation? What is wrong with you? I I can mask. No sanitizer. I'm cleansed by the blood. (laughs) I'm sanitized by the blood of Jesus Christ. No problem. Okay, you have faith, but other people—they are still growing. Help them. For their sake, wear mask. If I tell you stories of COVID, this place, you will, will you will you just sanitize to take care of. If I tell you stories today, if I tell you stories today, you will you, be carrying like a jar. When fly touches you, you sanitize it. <laughs> Lift your hands and give thanks to God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for long life. Can I have the announcement? Let's close, please. Thank you, Jesus. Please give thanks for, for long life. Can we have that? Psalms 91, verse um, 16 on the, on the screen. With long life, it will satisfy us and show us his salvation. Thank him. We can not pray this night again. Our time is gone. Father, I will not be foolish. I will not use my hand. I keep me from unforgiveness. I receive the covering. I I declare that with long life you satisfy me and show me your salvation. Lord, areas where we have missed it, we receive. (laughs) We receive your mercy. We receive your mercy. Great is your mercy towards me. Thank God for His mercy. Where we miss it, where we make mistakes, maybe because of ignorance or distraction, His mercy prevails tonight. I take authority over the spirit of fear of death, fear of the future. We cast it down in the name of Jesus. As we partake of His flesh and His blood, we receive the mercy of God. We receive the blessing of longevity. We receive the blessing of longevity. As we partake of your flesh and your blood, life, life comes into us. Life comes into our children. Death is swallowed up in victory. Father, we humble ourselves before you. We receive what you have provided. It is not by power, not by might, but by the Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. We give you the praise in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord!